What's up, guys? Roy here, and you are listening to the Balanced Mail podcast series. Now, I know it's been a while since I've gotten on and talked on this microphone, and uh, kind of wanted before I got into the episode, I wanted to share with you guys kind of what's been going on. Now, I, I know that uh, we've all been dealing with this pandemic and and it's kind of knocked us for a loop in a lot of ways and and what was really weird is is I think that going through this I noticed that you know I had a lot of ideas and I would work on the ideas and write them down on my legal pad and then get them onto these poster board pieces of paper and I would go and I would get ready to do the episode and then there was just no inspiration to do it and this happened so many times. And I kept trying, what I was doing was I kept trying to force something. And I had this kind of epiphany and I, I was listening to a Rob Bell podcast years ago. Um, I think it was last year probably. But he was talking about how he goes through these times where he'll have inspiration and then he just doesn't. And then when he doesn't have inspiration, he just stops. It's like its body, or it's like his body, or his spirit is just telling him there's nothing in there yet. Don't worry about it. And so he stops and goes and just does whatever he wants to do. And he said when he's done that, that he's found more success because he's able to come back. And uh, it's like he's leaving space for inspiration. So that's what I kind of did. I just kind of stopped. And. Then one day, uh, it just kind of hit me. I was thinking about the podcast, and I was like, you know, one of the biggest things about my my podcast series are these dad talks. And so, and I've done 10 of them, you guys. 10 dads have come on and sat with me, and we've talked about being a father. And it's been awesome. But it's just blowing my mind that I've done 10 of them. Um... It's been so amazing, so much fun to sit. And uh, and so what I started to do is as I was thinking about all the guys that have come on and the things we've talked about, I noticed a few things that kind of it, each dad talked about it. There are like four or five really big things. And I just kind of wanted to recap what I've learned so far and share with you some of those ideas. Now, before we get into it, I kind of want to do a, a shout out and the shout out has to do with kind of what was the biggest inspiration to do this dad talk. Well, I'm wearing this really dope hat and it says dad life on it. And uh, my wife got it for me for Father's Day and it comes from this great company from Dad Bought Apparel. I believe that's what their name is. They have Instagram and I'll do a link on my Instagram if you guys want to go into it. But uh, it became sort of this hat. I love it. It's a great quality hat. Uh, it's a snapback. I know that's a big thing. But it just, in, in big letters, it just says dad life. And, and that was the thing that hit me with the inspiration. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, let's go over kind of what I've been talking about with these dads. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of become my lucky charm. I think that, I, that every time I do a dad talk now, I can't help but want to put on my dad life hat. Uh, I'm not sponsored by him, but... Uh, I can't help but but talk about that. So so let's get into it. Um, 
I've got my big sheet of paper staring in front of me. I got my legal pad. I got my post-it notes on all the things I don't want to forget to talk about. So I think I'm ready to do this. So dad talks. Now, for those of you that this, this might be your first time listening, I wanted to do this dad talk because the title of my podcast series is The Balance Mail. And um, if you go to my first episode, you can learn kind of the, the whys of why I started it, but it deals with balance uh, in life. But it also deals with uh, the idea of fatherhood. And that sort of stems from, you know, my wife was pregnant when I started the podcast. And I knew that I was, I was like, what, is, what does it mean to be a father? You know, I know that my dad was, a, my father was, was a great man, but he was very different from other dads. And, and so I just kind of wanted to search for, is there, you know, does being a dad mean you have to do it this way? Does mean, or, you know, I mean, be any kind of dad you want. And I know that sounds so simple to think about, but I know that if you guys are thinking about your fathers, it's almost like you want to be what they are. I know that I've, I've fell into that. And, you know, you might, have a, you might have had a great dad or you might have had a very rough relationship with your dad. And so you kind of want to know, you know, what does it mean to be a father? And also, it is such a huge, life-changing mind-blowing experience and I just wanted to listen to dads talk about their stories because you know those stories in way in a way can connect us you know and I know that some of you might have listened to some of the dads and talking and they might have said something that resonated with you and 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 helped you see that maybe you're not the only person that's dealing with this and I hope that that's what's happening because the last thing we want to feel in our lives is that we're alone. And so, yeah, these stories, my hope is that these stories are, are helping you guys in your fatherhood journey. And I also wanted to talk just because I do notice that as men, one of the hardest things for us to do is to talk with each other and to share stuff that we're scared of, what we're feeling. I mean, if you think about it, it's like being a man means you can't feel. And I know that's bullshit, but, but that's what, that's what the major theme is of men is, is we can't feel, we can't talk and we can't share our emotions. And I just wanted to kind of provide a space for that, for us to talk, because I think that if we're not sharing, we're not learning, we're not growing and we're not helping ourselves or our families. And I knew that getting getting men on <laughs> thought that if if there's one thing that helps people talk it's <laughs> it's not booze. I mean most of you guys have had booze, but that's not what I mean. It, it it's sharing something that you love. Now some guys it's a hobby, some guys it's sports. But for me I thought, you know, something that that always helps me makes me more relaxed is sharing something that I love. And for me, it's, it's, I thought beverages would be the easiest thing to do. So, so what I did is I had each dad think about what their favorite beverage is and we would just share it together. And what was, what was so fun about it is it's been so many different things. The first 
dad that I interviewed, he wanted coffee. Uh, the second dad wanted stouts. And I thought it was funny because we had scheduled the, we had scheduled the interview at like 9 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, you sure you want to drink stouts in the morning? He goes, yeah. And so we did that. Uh, one guy wanted tea. Um, another guy wanted fresh pressed juices. Um, and then one of my, my favorite options that people have done is one guy wanted, uh, we had Modelo and shots of Jameson. And then the other guy, we uh, split a, a bottle of scotch. And um, so it's just been really fun. And, and I noticed that once they started drinking the beverage that they loved, there was this calmness that, that, that came over them and sort of an, an openness that probably wasn't there before. And also you probably have to talk after a couple beers. You start to get loose with your words anyway. But uh, but that's been the most powerful thing. And I think it's something that it's telling of us, father, not a father, man, woman. When you're sharing in something that you love, it sort of changes your, your energy, how you're feeling. Um, and I think that has to do with, you know, that's such a great thing to have. And I think that's something that we don't want to forget. You know, when we're depressed or when we're sad, we go to things that we love you know, sometimes, you know, comfort foods, comfort anything, or if we're stressed out, we go to do something that we love to help us decompress. And it's very powerful. And so I think that it was really cool to, to be in the space with these dads, just sort of watching them calm down, watching them open up. And it was very powerful. And I'm grateful for all of them. Um, you know, and, and and as we did this, I did I do have about thirteen questions that I would ask, and the questions range from birth stories for their kids and themselves to what were their what was their father like, uh, funniest thing, um, scariest thing, all of that stuff. And and the last question I usually ask is, what does fatherhood mean to them? And and some of the dads, I mean, we just went through the questions, and some dads I remember. I shout out to John straight he uh i think we got through three of the questions that that guy he was fun to talk with we went all over the place it was it was fun but um but yeah so there's questions that i ask and uh we just kind of it's really just to kind of find out this whole big mystery of fatherhood is it a mystery is it is there one way or are there multiple ways are there things that we share and so so that's kind of that's kind of the, the background of the dad talk. So as I said before, I've done 10 of them and I wanted to kind of say their names. Uh, there's, there was Andrew, um, there was Dr. Marco Accordo, there was John, there was Josh, Trevor, Pat, uh, Jared, Dustin, Jim, and Travis. And what was so cool, and what I really am glad that this is happening, is each of these guys, most of these guys are totally different. For example, Andrew is a Methodist minister. Uh, Dr. Marco is a chiropractor. Um, my friend uh, Jared is a ballroom dancer who is also uh, works in a grocery store. You know, Pat is Pat Ryan, and he runs Benevolent Design 
company that uh it's a woodworking company designing furniture and, and I know it's it's so much more than that. It's really awesome what they do. Um, Josh is in a band called Arms Bazaar. Uh, John uh, works for Operation Smile and has been in a ton of, of bands all through the Virginia Beach area. Shout out to the Wet Boys. That was the, my first time I ever met him. Uh, Trevor was in the military. Dustin is is an amazing woodworker. This guy sits in his garage and can make just about anything with wood. And it's really cool to watch him design things in his garage. And it's small, but he's made so many things. I think that, uh, he even helped uh, clean up this, this rocking horse that uh, my mother-in-law had given for, for our kid. And he made it look so great. And then again, I got to talk with Pat. I mean, that guy takes, his company takes reclaimed wood from barns, from trees that fall, and creates beautiful things. I think if you guys are ever in Back Bay Brewing, I mean, he helped design that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's awesome. And then Travis... Travis is a old friend of my wife's and also an amazing surfer. I've seen uh, and a very good adventure taker. We had an amazing time this summer at a cabin in a river and just kind of like we got stuck in something way in over our head. And it was just so fun to see the excitement to be a part of that with him. Um, so, yeah, and so all of these guys, they're all different. And that's the point. Because what I still notice through all of this is all, even though these guys were different, came from different backgrounds, did a couple of, did different things, the, the, the themes kept popping up, the same themes, the same ideas, um, all of it. And I thought that was the coolest thing, and which made me really feel like, okay, yeah, we got to do this. We got to keep talking. And my hope is that I can keep talking to this. Oh, and I almost forgot. Man, I am rusty, you guys. I apologize. But um, since this is a Dad Talk recap, um, and it's a Dad Talk, I'm sharing with you guys my favorite beverages. One of mine, it's a Sam Adams Boston Lager. Um, it was one of the first beers that I ever really got into and loved. Um, it was my go-to beer for a long time. I got to go to Boston and tour the brewery and all that stuff, and it just, it just, I love it. You know, I think I want to drink beer for the taste, not for the other effects. You know what I'm saying? So now to the, the themes, uh, the ideas, the big ideas that I have gotten from these interviews with these fathers. I think um, the first thing is, you know, every birth story was different. Um, and not, there were very few of the birth stories, um, very few of them went the way they thought it was going to go. Um, you know, some of them wanted the natural birth route, and then they couldn't. Some of them wanted, you know, one one dad, uh, they found out they're having twins. 
you know, and that didn't go the way they wanted. And, and, and so that was, that was really interesting to listen to because a lot of times I know for me, I love control and all of them really could talk that they had no control in the story in what was happening. They just kind of had to be there. And that's kind of our role as dads, you know, is, is, and that's the hardest thing in these births is, is to be in a situation where you can, you really have little control and your wives are going through something incredibly, sometimes painful, but also super intense. And you just have to be there and support. You're almost just like this fixture in the room that they just need to hold on to so they don't get washed away. And I think that it's just so powerful to to listen to each of the stories, the love and respect that these men had for their, their wives. I think that you saw the fear when they were describing what was going on in the birth, but you also saw this just, they would kind of light up talking about their wives and listening to them about how strong the women were. And that's the coolest thing, because I know for me, it, I felt everything that they were feeling, even though my our birth of our son went kind of according to plan. But I, I did discover a new sense of respect for my wife and in watching her go through this. And, and they all they all said the same thing, how strong their wives were. Um, and that was really cool. But but I think what what we need to take away from that is when it comes to birth, you know, we really, we're walking a razor thin edge between order and chaos. And we have no idea how it's going to go. And that's really fucking scary. Because you have this, this little baby that you want to come into this world. And you want it to be healthy, happy and whole. And then you can't do anything about it except just be there. And I think that, you know, we can, we should kind of celebrate that because like what I said in some of these talks and some of the fathers said it as well is it's like, who cares how they got into this world at the end of the day, whether it went according to plan or not, you're sitting here with this beautiful baby and it's great. And I know that that's a thing. I know that it's a thing for, for mothers to feel. You know, they want their birth, the birth of their kid to go exactly like they want it to. And there's shame involved when it doesn't. And there's there's fear. And I think that it also led to the theme that I, w- that I might have to jump on my soapbox about is just support. More support, less shame. Because... You know, it's pretty cool because I've met just about all of these kids of these dads and all of these kids are amazing little creatures just running around being awesome. And, it, you know, we, we, we just have to we have to support each other when it comes to birth because if it goes sideways, the last thing 
if, if, if our birth had gone sideways, the last thing I would want from anybody is to shame us. Oh, no, you didn't have it like you wanted to. Well, your baby's not perfect, you know, and it's like, fuck you guys. Sorry. It's just, but it is, it's true. It's, it's so ridiculous that we do that as a society and as people shaming us because something that we could not control. And I think that it would, births would be so much better. We would be so much better if we supported each other in this. Um, so yeah, like every birth story was different and it was wild. And I think I, I hope that my hope is that more dads can come on to share the stories because my hope is that some of us, some of you guys listening could identify with some of what the dads were going through during the births. I mean, a lot of them said the same thing. Like I said, scared, fearful, knowing they're not in control, feeling this awesome, you know, knowing it was awesome what they were doing and the immense immenseness of it. And yeah, and also I think a lot of the dads, I think some of us could go with just, there's so much information out there when it comes to births and, and I hope that that we can find more ways to get that information out so that we can have more informed mothers and fathers um, going into this this thing, this crazy thing called birth. <laughs> so yeah. Um, so yeah, the birth stories were all different. Um, I think some of the biggest takeaways I got um, on a lot of them said the same thing. Um, I think first thing I want to talk about is dads need to take care of themselves as well. That was kind of a big thing with uh, Travis and I, um, you know, sometimes you'll hear guys say that dads are last on the list and, and I know where that comes from. And, you know, dads, we want to provide and we, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to make sure that our family's healthy and happy and, you know, we're willing to take that small little piece. Um, but kind of like thinking like with what Travis and I talked about a little bit is, is you do have to think about yourself because how can you serve your family if you're not serving yourself as well? Um, you're no good to your family if you are stressed out, angry. That only leads to lashing out you know, anger, when, when you are angry, you know, if you're not, if you're not careful, it always leads to unintended consequences. But I think the more that we think of ourselves and find the things to do that we need, it will just help us be better fathers. Um, that goes with anybody. I mean, this, you know, self-care is important for everybody, but I think for fathers, it is, it's incredibly important. You know, things that, that Travis and I talked about, you know, for, for him, it was surfing, meditating, yoga. I do this. I, I do the meditating. Uh, I try to take time for myself in the gym. I try to eat right. Um, but I have to think about myself. And, and, and I also need to put a little asterisk right there is, is that you should never, your self-care should never get in the way of your family. It should help you be more present. And you shouldn't be thinking of yourself over your family, but thinking of yourself in a way that helps you to just be more present. 
so yeah, you got to take care of yourself, guys. Um, and that's a lesson I, I kind of always have to take. And it, it's a lot easier than you think. You just have to think about the things that you love. What's something that you like to do? I mean, I, I talked about that in one of my other episodes about, you know, you just find the things that you want and you can start with as simple as, uh, you know, I just, I like to run and giving yourself time to run either every day or, or, or once or twice a week. And, and, you know, everybody loves a good endorphin rush. And when your serotonin levels rise, you're, you're a lot happier. Um, so you just have to start there thinking about what it is that you love and what you need. And it does take courage to ask yourself what you need. And then in turn, it takes courage to ask your wives and say, look, I need this. Um, you know, and there's, there's effective ways of saying that you just don't walk up to your wife and say, look, I got to go do this, you know, but if you sit down and say, you know, I know that I do that with my wife. I sit down, I look, look, I need to do this. Um, how can we make this work? And I think that if you do that with openness and honesty, uh, I'm sure that your partner will be a lot more willing to help you find time for that. Um, but it also, you know, and I think it's kind of cool how this is kind of leading into the next thing because you do kind of have to be patient uh, because I know it sounds, <laughs> everybody says it, but, but when you have a family, there's just so it seems like there's so little time, you know, when you're single, you just have to take care of yourself and there's time to do literally whatever you want to at any point in the day. And I think that for me, I noticed even when I got married, how it wasn't that I had, it wasn't that there was less time in the day. It was just, there was more responsibilities. And, you know, I'm, I'm noticing that even more with, with my son. I mean, there's, 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 I don't like to say that there's no time because, because that's such a stupid thing to say, but you just have to get creative and you have to be patient, you know, and, you know, you may not get every day to go to the gym. You may not get every day to go ride your motorcycle, but you have to, you know, but if you're open and honest with your, your family and, and you're patient with yourself, I'm sure that you find the time and you just have to celebrate it. You know, I think, uh, Marco was talking about that. Uh, he was being patient with the things that he wanted to do because there's, he's a very adventurous man. Uh, those of you that, if you ever uh, meet Dr. Marco Accordo, I know that he loves motorcycles, race cars, rock climbing, and he was sharing with me about how, you know, he he noticed that he just, you know, he has two twin boys and a little girl, and so his time is 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 taken a lot of the times and then he can he was struggling with that and he was saying pretty sure he said this but he was saying it's not that he's saying no or i can't he just says not right now and he said that when he's patient in saying that not right now he knows that his kids are going to get older and his boys are going to get older and and i thought it was oh, so beautiful what he was saying he was like instead of doing this now by himself he has two of his best friends that he can share this adventure with. And I thought, man, that's awesome. And so, yeah, you just got to be patient. You might not have an hour to do things, but if you have 10 minutes, go do it. And and celebrate the 10 minutes that you have. I, I, I would much rather live where 
live my life celebrating the hour that I got to go to the beach, to read, or to do whatever I wanted to do than to sit here and be so pissed off that I only got an hour. And I know, guys, men in particular, we do that. You know, we hold on to this stuff and we push it down and then we just get mad. I think, you know, I hate the idea of a man cave because I always think that it's we're hiding the things that we love, pushing it down into this dark place. And we're not really celebrating it. We're just like escaping. And I think that the more we celebrate the things that we love to do and incorporate our family sometimes with it, I'm sh- I know I know I believe it was so much like so much faith that more time will show up and it will become it will just be a an amazing thing which I do want to touch on again that idea of patience because as fathers we I know for me I, I see that my plans don't always work the way I want them to. There's there's numerous times where I had a plan of something I was going to do and it just didn't it didn't work out. It wasn't because of anything other than there's this 1-year-old that needed me and my wife needed me and I had to put what I wanted off to the side and and there's this incredible little it's super kitschy, but it's this this little plaque in our kitchen that says embrace plan B. Not talking about the drug. <laughs> I know you're laughing. You'll probably be laughing at that. But embrace, embrace plan B. And just know that, that, you know, it might not work right now, but I promise you it can work later. And we just have to be patient. Um, I think the last thing that I'm kind of noticing so we talked about being patient when it comes to things you want to do that dad you need to take care of yourself um, is about what what our kids need and I think a lot of them it started with Andrew he was the first one to say he said kids need to know they're loved um, they need that um, but there's one thing that my father, when, when he was around, always told me he loved me. Um, sometimes you get that stupid when you're high school. Dad, just stop. You, know, you don't have to say that. Um, but, but he did. He told me he loved me a lot. And, and there's this one story that I love telling about my dad that I'm going to talk a little bit. Um. I was at church one day and um, my dad came up to me after and I don't know why or, or what it was but he uh, he said um, he stopped me and he was like look I just want to tell you that I don't care what you do with your life he said you could be a plumber you'll make a lot more money than I did you could be a teacher but it doesn't matter I want you to be happy and know that whatever you do, I will love you and I will be proud of you. So, in that moment, my dad telling me that freed me from so many things. Freed me from the belief that I had to be him. 
I know a lot of us sons feel that way about our fathers. We have to be we have to do what he they did. But it freed me, which is amazing because the risks that I've taken in my life couldn't have done it without that conversation. My life is so awesome. And it's because I took risks. But I could have never taken risks without knowing that I was loved and knowing that my dad would always be proud of me. And you guys listening, men, you got to fucking say that to your kids. Give them that strength. Give them that freedom. So yeah, they need to know they love. They need to know that they matter. They matter to you. That they're not just in the way. Um... Jim and I talked about that, about being, they're worthy and they matter. They're not special. <laughs> I really liked, I like that. Um, they're worthy. They're worthy to be loved. They're worthy to, to try things. They're worthy to be a part of the family. The last thing that kids need to feel like is an outsider in their own home. Can you imagine? I know some of you guys have felt that, that you didn't belong in your family. And you, you can, t I've talked to kids and I've talked to adults that the one thing they felt was an outsider. And what a terrible way to live your life. But all of these dads that I talked to, that was one of the biggest things. That they they loved, they, they, they told them that they loved them. And that they're worthy to be there. They belong. So that's probably the most important thing. So tell your kids you love them. Tell them you're proud of them. Tell them they matter. Tell them they're worthy and they belong in that family. And I promise you, your kids will do amazing things. They'll at least fucking try. And we need more of that. We need more kids trying new things. That's how our world becomes better. Our world becomes better through the youth trying, taking risks, being creative. You know, and I I will say that I think it's pretty cool what Pat Pat Ryan did. You know, he took a huge risk starting this company. And I think his kids can see that. His kids will see taking risks can pay off. It does take a lot of fucking work. I know if you talk to him in the beginning it was it was really intense. Leaving his job to start a company. Leaving his job to build something up from the bottom. But kids, I think kids need to see that and talk about taking risks, that it's okay to take risks. I know I'm going on to a tangent, but I forgot to write that down, and I see on a post-it note on my wall that it says talk about taking risks. So I forgot. Good thing. Shout out for post-it notes. But yeah, taking risks because, you know, you can go the path that you think you're supposed to go, but... Very rarely is the path that you think you should go the path you're supposed to go. And there's so much power in that. But you can't take risks without having a foundation. And going back, you have the kids have that foundation, knowing their love, knowing they matter, knowing that their f parents will be proud of them, know that they're worthy of their love, knowing that they belong. It's the most powerful thing. Um, so, yeah. Now I'm off my soapbox a little bit. You know, and to kind of wrap this up, um, 
one of the last things I ask every dad is what does fatherhood mean to them? What's the purpose of fatherhood? And um, a lot of them is, is the same thing. A lot of them said the same thing, but there are three really big ones. I think one, the father is the provider. You know, I think Jared was one of the first people to talk about that. Um, the provider of whatever, you know, for him, he was talking about money, but you could be the provider of anything, provider of fun, provider of the space, provider of a, of a healthy, happy space, peaceful space, safe space, um, provider. Uh, Josh talked about being a dad as an example. You're an example. I think uh, all of us, we see the, the YouTube's clips and the, the things on the internet of kids saying and doing the things they see their parents do, and it's it's pretty funny, you know, when the, the kids cuss or, you know, if they try to say truck and they say fuck, you know, stuff like that. Kids are always going to say the cuss words if the parents hear it. But I think you have to have to know that, that I know, I know the power of being an example from being a teacher. Um, but you have to understand that kids see everything you do. Um, so if you, the kid, if the kid sees you be an example of respecting others, loving, giving, serving, then they're generally going to do that. If the kids see you hitting, berating, belittling, well, they're probably going to do that as well. And we need to understand that. You know, I, I remember, I mean, my kids won and I make noises, he makes noises. But as a teacher, I remember for me, whenever I drop something or do something or something doesn't work, I say dadgummit in class because I'm trying my hardest every day not to cuss. But I notice that the kids say dadgummit. Um, I notice that the kids wear the shoes or the socks that I wear. The, they try to be silly. You know, and, and I realized that I have to really take that really fucking seriously. You know, because kids are, kids are sponges. I used to hate when I would hear that in my education classes. Kids are sponges. But, but they are. They're sponges. They're going to do and say whatever they see the people above them do. And so dads, we have to be an example in the right way. Or the way that builds instead of tears down. Okay. It sounds so simple and so easy, but it's really not. The last thing I want my kid to see is, is a dad yelling at his wife or a dad showing, you know, disrespecting women or not serving others or not loving others or having empathy. You know, I want them to see that because, you know, we all are going to do whatever we want to do and the kids are going to do that. But at least we tried. At least we showed them an example. And at least maybe there's the hope in that that they will that they will do that. That if they're in a situation and they need to have empathy, that seeing that through us, maybe they'll have empathy. And what a powerful thing for our world. A bunch of rad kids doing some dope stuff like that. Being empathetic. Being kind. Being loving. And it starts in our houses. It starts with us, fathers. Being the example. If my father hadn't have told me he loved me and is proud of me, then I, could, I don't know if I could do that for my son. But now I can. Because I know what that felt like. And so 
fatherhood is being an example fatherhood is being a provider fatherhood is being a guide you know um you know dads dads i think one of our jobs is to introduce danger into our kids lives and guiding them through that um and also in guiding them showing them the ropes showing them how to live showing them how to do things what a fun thing to do i've been getting to do that with kids for the last decade of my life and now i get to do it with the most important little kid in my life what a cool thing i remember when we were i was at the cat uh a cabin back in june with with uh, marco and travis and what a cool thing he they were showing i was watching marco i hope they're okay telling this story um i will be whatever but uh marco was showing his kids how to shoot a bb gun and uh it was so cool to watch him imparting this little silly thing of just shooting a bb gun at a can but watching these four-year-olds get so excited when they hit that can it was i was like i was getting so jealous because my kid couldn't could barely stand up and i'm just like ah, i want to get to that point but uh yeah it, it's such a cool thing and, and they're going to know how to do it for the rest of their lives and i know that it was powerful for him to do that with his kids and then watching travis take his uh his daughter on a on a tube down this raging river and this was an example of introducing danger but also guiding them through it and having those moments um you know my father built a built a launch ramp with us and showed us how to do it it is so cool you know we can guide them in in the paths to help help them be you know great humans or we can be the guide to show them how to be terrible humans and i would choose the other one let's 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 guide them in the path that help build instead of tear down you know and then the other the last thing i noticed was that dads were the protector and uh you know that's that's kind of you know i think some in some countries in some places you have to protect them from wild animals some of them you have to protect them from from other you just you just you know we got to protect them you know, we got to keep them safe. And I think that uh, it's not just for physical, but I think even if, you know, if you have daughters, it's protecting the daughters. You know, I think that knowing, I think when kids feel safe around their parents, once again, it just frees them, you know? You got to protect them and, and, and allow them to have the space to be safe and to be loved. So, so, yeah, fatherhood, being a guide, being a provider, being an example, being a protector. And there were other things. And, and you know, you guys can go back and listen to them. And I didn't want to go over everyone, but those are kind of the ones that came up the most. And and I hope that you guys have can take away more from this. Um, so... So again, I'm glad that you guys have been listening. Uh, I looked on one time and saw like 700 or something downloads. I thought that was pretty wild. Um, but thank you guys for listening to the Dad Talks. Um, it won't be everything that I do for the podcast. There's a lot of stuff that that, that I want to kind of touch on with this, this adventure of the podcast. But um, I want to do more Dad Talks. 
So guys, if you're listening and, and you want to come on, you know, you can call me or, or uh, DM me through Instagram and uh, let's get you on. Remember, you don't have to, I'm not looking for, I'm just looking for dads. I don't care where you come from, what you do. Let's just sit down, have a beer or a fresh pressed juice, <laughs> whatever it is that you love. And let's come on and talk about fatherhood. Let's, let's have more stories out there to connect us, to help us in this thing called life. And uh, it's awesome. So cheers to hopefully another 10, maybe 100 more dad talks. And um, once again, I want to thank, uh, you know, we got to give the dads a shout out again. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Marco. Thank you, John. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Travis, for coming on, sharing your life, and allowing me to broadcast that to the world i do not take it lightly i say that every time it is a powerful amazing thing for people to come on and let me tell their story so you know be excellent with each other find the things you love to do keep doing it until next time take it easy